Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I worship your name. I give you all the praise. I appreciate you because you are the master of the universe. <laughs> you have power over the storms of life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Bible says many, not few, many are the afflictions, the pains, the, 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 the challenges of the righteous, of the man who is walking right. But the Lord delivers him from them all thank you because despite the challenges the pains the inconveniences you are the lord that delivers us apostle paul said that i'm persuaded that neither life nor death nor principalities nor past nor things are to come nor things present not even angels will be able to operate us from the love of god that is in christ thank you because of your love we celebrate you father we celebrate you father we celebrate you, Father. Thank you for your consciousness, for your presence. Rehado shagrado shete, maroboko shata baraba shakata. We go robo sandara balaba koske prede shata badia koprodoske tabu kogo robo shakapataya frakapa sata kapataya mantala baya kido kido kebo kobora baba baba shabra baba ye baraba kapasudoko. I give you all the praise. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. Thank you for mercies. I give all the praise. I give all the praise. So ba 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 ye. So ba 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 ye. Krobo shata ramandesko po ha 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 ha. Tatamande kebeke rabashataba. Thank you because the same power that is disposed in Christ, the same power that is invested in Christ, has been given unto us to the end that we may make known the manifold wisdom of God. Thank you because, thank you because we are the one who dispenses the manifold wisdom of God. Thank you because we bring on display God's great, unfathomable, matchless, unbeatable wisdom. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to your name. 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 I give you all the praise. I give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Um, this morning, once again, I'm going to uh, continue from where um, we have stopped in the previous time. As we trust the Holy Ghost to lead us further, uh, we've been taking a look at the book of Romans, and by the help of the Spirit of the Living God, we've been able to establish some truth as revealed in that book. Um, we've been able to read from verse 1 to 10, um, and today we're going to read from 10 to 17. Um, but then we picked a few things. The Lord has showed us a few things. He has shown us the need to work more in confidence of the fact that He that has called us is a faithful Father. And He had perfected this um, journey, this calling, before we are called into it. You know? It occurred to me that um, I don't want to claim that we understand the scriptures more than our fathers because there is nothing uh, I believe we know today. The Holy Ghost has taught us today that he didn't teach them. In fact, some of the things we claim we know today, we learned from them. Uh, but then, 
I want to say that everything we need to become who we need to become in God had been put in place in God and God had begun to reveal them to us by spirit. But I intend to say that God is a faithful father and there is no point um, of doubting him. There's no reason why we would need to uh, be doubtful of him because the life of Christ was not just a life that was demonstrated to deliver us from the power of darkness as we shall see you know yesterday i mentioned that today we're going to we are going to see what the gospel had done for us or can do for us um yesterday or two days ago i mentioned how um the gospel had been the fulfillment of god's purpose for mankind i mean how god had had fulfilled his own part fulfill his own part by making christ to die for us but today i want us to see that far beyond the fact that the gospel is god's intention and that intention is to deliver man from the power of darkness look at that precious scriptures in galatians chapter one apostle paul said he gave himself for us that he might deliver us from this present present evil world uh, a few things um interest me in that scriptures the first thing is the willingness of Christ to give himself for us. The Bible says he gave himself. Not that he was forced to it. Not that he died a martyr. And when he died a martyr, God now said, Hey, this guy had done something great. What can we use to 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 um to honor him? Or what can we do in honor of him? You know, I think yesterday or so um I was listening to one of the senators trying to accuse one of the um governmental extra agencies um i think f i f r s c or so they, they 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 came to submit their annual revenue and the money they brought was very little and i think maybe the senate president or one chairman amongst it was the senator that called them to accountability and they said they were able to raise this amount of money and that guy said look even when i was in that ministry we raised billions in months now you brought about 20 of 200 million naira for for an annual revenue he said that was very bad so there was a guy that was actually speaking in favor of of of, of the youth of the nations that the government is not actually putting things in place for the nations and people are not held accountable and that is why things had been the way they are then I, I i had to go through the comments people wrote somebody said oh who is this senator who has who has his contact and his details so that we can plan an award for him you know that was not what god did when christ that died for us that hey this guy eventually died for the people so angels come what can we do for christ okay let's give him a name that is above every other name the scriptures that salvation was god's intention and this intention even predicts the fall of adam i kept repeating that so i have lifted my eyes away from the fall of adam i am now looking into the finished works of christ because everything i ever need is in christ and there is something i wanted to see which i have not said i said the, the death of christ uh, although was intended for my freedom but it meant more than freedom it is a demonstration of god's faithfulness it is a demonstration of what god wants to do with my life you know i know that we know that theology of the head that when a man is confused of how his life is supposed to be lived if god he has got to live looked at the life of christ that when he seeks what christ have done with his life he will be able to catch a glimpse 
or have a clue of how he ought to live his own life in that the, the, the manifestation of Christ's life in the flesh which is the God kind life in the flesh is what my life is supposed to be after but then there's another thing the scripture tells us about the death of Christ aside the fact that it is a means of those deliverance we are going to see that this 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 morning uh, where apostle paul said the gospel is the power of god and maybe if the holy ghost helped me this morning i'm going to re-examine again what the gospel is not by the context of the scriptures uh, um two days ago i looked at the gospel in the context of the scriptures where we saw that it is the fulfillment of god's prophecies to the prophets and even to moses i mentioned that it's concerning his son jesus christ uh moors of the seed of david and now is declared to be the son of god by the holy spirit but today i want to look at the gospel by uh the legsim by the lesica constructs of the word gospel i mean i'm going to pick it from the um the greek etymology um then i'm going to explain it further but then one of the so many things the bible reveals to us about the uh, incarnation of christ is that christ's death and resurrection i'm not even talking about his lifestyle i'm talking about christ's death and resurrection now one thing about that 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 death and resurrection is a demonstration i'm going to be teaching that later in the evening when i come to teach today i'm going to be speaking on the relevance of faith and salvation that is the relationship between faith and salvation i'm going to teach that clearly that the life of christ is not just um the manifestation of power okay ephesians chapter 1 verse 19 tells us that uh, we have got to come to be conscious of the excess power of God that has been given to us who believed according to the power he raised in Christ. But check it there. It's not just the power that is demonstrated in Christ. It's much more of the evidence God wants to prove. I like that scriptures in, 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 in Hebrews chapter 10. It's coming more clearly. The writer of the books of Hebrew argued why the death of christ was necessary he said even in the old testament that when a covenant is made and the one who made the covenant had an um an inheritance or had a deal he wanted to strike by his death like we saw between abraham and abimelech that when they wanted to to make a covenant they have to do that covenant by exchanging substances it was by the exchange of those substances that Abraham and Abimelech was able to enter into covenant. And we've seen God do that too. God told Abraham, said, look, Abraham, I am making my covenant. My covenant is with you and your children. But this is going to be the seal of the covenant. In other words, there must be an exchange. Okay? So, the, the writer of the books of Hebrew told us that in order for the, the validity of the death of Christ, the Bible said that he had to die. So, the death of Christ is not a, a matter death. It's not just what must just have to happen because God has no other thing to do uh, but to let him down on the cross or because God was caught up in a corner and there was no way of escape. Now, let me finish that narration of the scriptures. In that Hebrews chapter 10, the writer of the book of Hebrews told us that except the testator, the one that is initiating a covenant dies, he said that his covenant is without effect. In other words, what empowers and validates what Christ has done is the death of Christ. Now, what is my argument my argument is not just that christ died for me to make me free but that the death of christ is an evidence 
of what he had brought me into one and again the scriptures told us clearly that the death of christ in an every is an evidence of the resurrection of the dead hebrews chapter 4 um there's no time to quote you know the death of christ is a proof that as christ died and was raised by the glory of god i will not just walk in inness of life then when i die the devil still take hold of me but that as i walk in inness of life just as christ was raised by the glory of the father by the time i step out of this body i leave them in other words the resurrection of christ is an evidence that when I leave this world there is an afterlife in the kingdom of the father that is the resurrection of the dead and that was what was in the mind of apostle paul or whoever wrote the book of hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 when he said faith is the evidence of the things you owe for actually that's my own uh, render of it the kjv has it as faith is the substance i like the word substance it is the tangibility the evidence of the things you offer and what are we hoping for romans chapter 8 told us that what we offer is not things seen we offer the adoption of our body hallelujah so anytime you see the the term hope used in the scriptures i've taught this that when you see the word opus in the scriptures it's not referring to the fact that there is a better future like people have said that there is hope for you we have the hope of the glory of god you know you know there are some terms that we've got to be careful around such terms as obedience in scripture such terms as faith such terms, such terms as um hope and such terms as um i forgot this one glory you know in the traditional church i mean mother's church whenever they seek glory in the scriptures especially in the new testament they call it the glory of your life and they 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 energize you to pray for your glory not you know the lord began to make me realize this season they need for me to relate with him in knowledge more than ever before i believe more in prayers but then the lord began to show me that he works by principles that the reason for prayer is to approve or disapprove his counsel to be done on earth and to maintain my work with him a means of dialoguing a means of communication look at what apostle paul wrote in philemon 1 6 said that the communication of your faith become effective now i like the word communication your ability to interact with divinity becomes effective by the acknowledgement of everything that is in you in christ in other words your knowledge of what is made available determines the quality and the effectiveness of your prayer life so the the the, the christian life is a fellowship life you know i was talking yesterday was it yesterday Yes, it was yesterday. I was doing a, a mini podcast. Then I, I, I was reading from the book of um, Ephesians chapter 2. And there we see Apostle Paul talking about the fact that there had been a mystery that had been made known to the Gentiles. And he said he had been called to make known the, the this mystery to the intent that the manifold wisdom of God may be made known by the church. My emphasis yesterday was on by the church, by me. To the principalities and power then he went on to, uh, the, the something that they really the the, the, the the thing i really want to mention i've escaped but the point i want to make is that we have a responsibility is the fact that the life of christ is an 
is a demonstration of what my life should be like there's no fear that's my points this morning there's no fear you know what you worry any believer the most is what the future holds and that's what we call hope you know i've seen people explain hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 that faith is what you are hoping for you see when you want to do something now and you see it in the future and when you you just have to have faith in the word of god and see that that thing is going to be possible now when you see it to be possible eh, then it become possible and they open to the gospel all things are possible to them that believe that thing you believe used to be your hope you know people just explain scriptures but when apostle paul mentions the word of hope it talks about our destiny with God after life. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 9. If I'm not wrong, Apostle Paul told us what God is doing. He said, God is looking forward to that dispensation. Now, the word dispensation in the Greek word means um, um, the word is not coming. Um, Chris something. It's not coming clearly. Chronos, yes, is the word chronos. And chronos means time. The exact time, the appropriate time, or the appointed time for a thing. So he said, God is looking for the chronos when he will gather all things in Christ. That is our hope. It's not that, hey, I hope that one day I'll be employed in a multinational company. Then I will have more money, then I'll be able to pursue all my dreams. That is beautiful. We need money to track our visions. But it occurred to me that the effectiveness of our relationship, okay, I recollected what I want to say. Apostle said there is a mystery that has been made known. And he said that he had been appointed to make all to see the fellowship of the mystery. That is challenging. In other words, God wants us to interact with what was not made available for people of past ages. Uh, like I quoted Ephesians chapter 1, verse 9, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. You see, Apostle Paul kept on iterating those two portions of the scriptures. Apostle Paul mentioned the fact that there is a generation that is coming where God wants to make known. You know that word? There is there are available resources or resources as the case may be and apostle said look your understanding of the scheme of things will determine your place in them you know i heard the minister of god said this and i felt it makes some sense he said why did you think that there are there are hierarchies in the courtrooms of the angel angels like you have archangels like you have the seraphim like you have um the the seraphim the cherubims um those angels in the hierarchies so why how did they come into the hierarchy do you think god plays one over another then that person began to argue that it meant that these angels that have hierarchy they are angels without wings angels that look at for example that angel in daniel chapter 9 that was sent to daniel to deliver some information that angel was told by a demon and that angel had no capacity to resist an angel it was another superior angel that was sent to resist that angel why are angels in degrees i mean in hierarchy that man argued that in the age before now those were the angels who labor for the passions of god and at the end of that age god had to put them in places and said now in this age to come god 
is going to set men over kingdoms in the age to come but the setting in place of men of this kingdom is going to be determined by what we do in time so every labor we paid now is not for nothing but then we cannot do above the level of fellowship we establish with the mystery that is made known maybe the anchor scriptures for this morning explanations of the scriptures is that philemon 1 6 that the communication of your faith become effective now the word communication there means because when you look at the context of that scriptures i've read the scriptures for i can't see when you read that scriptures you see that 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 verse 6 does not make sense in what paul was telling uh philemon actually it was the matter of onesimus that was fixed but when we go to verse, verse 6 apostles said that the formation of your faith become effective it does it does not match that scripture it seems not to be coherent but now the holy ghost begins to interpret that apostle paul begins to talk about our work with the lord jesus christ that you know apostle paul wrote that letter to make a plea so apostle said look you, whatever you are able to shop out of eternity you are able to bargain from god is determined by the knowledge of god of what is made available and that was why after that scriptures apostle paul said look i don't want to force you i want to to appeal to you as my as my fruit unto the lord so this morning i want to show you what the gospel had done and can do i never forget what led me to what i've said so far the faithfulness of god jerry minute now it rests for the people of god And the question we've got to ask is what is that race based on? It is based on God's integrity. It's based on what God has made available. He prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That is another definition of the gospel. He has prepared all for us. Hallelujah. So this morning, let's quickly go ahead. You've seen the faithfulness of God. And yesterday, there was another thing I made mention of. How we can profitably engage our life. And I picked from the words of Apostle Paul, where he said that he served God in preaching the gospel and in praying for the Roman Christians. And I, I, I narrowed down to the fact that these guys, Apostle Paul was praying for, were guys he had not seen. And that was a challenge to me. I should be a challenge to every believer. Every believer. That you don't need to see something. And you know, I'm trusting God to help me to be faithful enough. Because the Lord, I began to show me the need to start praying for a community. And you don't need to look too far for the community you have to pray for. You can start from your immediate community. Just be responsible. That 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 is the gist. I have taught in the past that Christianity is a call to responsibility. It's the restoration of a man to what God made him to be or what God had in mind to be so that he can be who God wants him to be. It was yesterday when I was coming from work, I was meditating on the the usage of Apostle John's uh, word. Oftentimes when in 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 first john chapter 3 chapter 4 we saw that apostle john kept on using the word he that do it righteousness and it began to occur to me that when apostle Paul was using the word he that do it righteousness he's not just talking about the righteousness we received in christ he's talking about the fact that after receiving righteousness you have got to to unleash to let go to to give expressions to to make that 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 
righteousness not just to be at home in my heart but to find expressions and i accompanying that thought with this statement that the rise and the fall of an individual the rise and the fall of every nation is based on righteousness or is attributed or can't be attributed to righteousness and that is very correct in scriptures righteousness exalts a nation but sin is a reproach so let's see one of the things we receive from christ is righteousness somebody asked me some weeks ago when we got um arguing i don't like using the word arguing when we are deliberating the scriptures i, use, I like using the word uh, when we got uh reasoning the scriptures I say, are you are you righteous i say yes i'm righteous and it made i said i'm righteous two things struck me there are two levels of righteousness i said the fact that the scripture made us to know that there are two levels of righteousness in that there is the righteousness of the law and there's the righteousness by faith but now i believe that beside that classification apostle paul gave to us there's another two levels of righteousness which is the righteousness i received doing nothing based on my faith in christ and there's the righteousness i i have as a result of deploring the righteousness in other words there's the deplored righteousness and there's the received righteousness so I am righteous on two levels that I have received the nature of God in me that has become righteousness and I'm righteous in that I have been conscious to be right in my dealings with others. Hallelujah. So this morning, let me quickly go through. We stopped in um, verse 9 yesterday. Um, then I want to read from verse 10 to 17. And I, I tell you, I can't exhaust the scriptures. For more than a year now, the Lord had opened my eyes to the scriptures. And you know, recently I was listening to Kenya, and I saw that these scriptures the Lord is showing me, Kenya has seen them too. And when I was seeing this, I've not gone through Kenya, and that um, corresponds or affirm what I said earlier. There is nothing we brag of today that the fathers never knew about. A month ago or so, I saw a video of one of uh, our God's general in Nigeria, Pastor, I mean, Reverend George, George, um. Akinwale, the founder of the Gospel Faith Mission. That man was preaching Yoruba. And I asked my mom, this man preached in Yoruba. My mom told me, yes, that was how he preached. Maybe he was not educated. I can't listen, but had, my mother said he preached, he, he preached in Yoruba when he lived. And with his, with his Ikale accent. But what I made me was that that man was teaching new creation realities with Came to brag as at the time papa was preaching i don't know how long that video was there was no wide print of of books like this so we would have said hey papa read from ew kenya to preach so there is nothing and I, I i have to repost that thing on my wall on the facebook and i commented i said there is nothing we claim we know today the father's never knew that man died 34 years ago and 34 years ago they were just little literatures i mean foreign literatures available so do not brag so these scriptures we want to see today we can't exhaust it for more than six months now i have been quoting from the scriptures and that was why i said that we will not rush through the book of romance you know because i've read it over and over i have listened to it and each time i go to the book of romance i keep i keep I keep coming in awe of God's love. I've read every other scriptures. One of the things that is so captivating in, in Ephesians is that Apostle Paul brought us into new creation realities. What we came into, the environment we came into, the influence under which we come. But when you read 
Romans, you see God dealing with me. Not just what he had given to me, God dealing with me. And why God himself is a judge? And why even if I take God to the law court and we ask a judge to see to judge the two of us, God is still going to be justified. And that's who he wants to make me. That if anybody enters into an argument with me, I am justified by faith. Let's see the lines of the scriptures. Romans chapter 10. I mean chapter 1. From verse 10 to 17. Making request. No. Yes. That's, that's what I'm reading. Yes. Making request. If by any mist now at length. I might have a prosperous journey. By the will of God to come unto you. Verse 11. For I long to see you. That I may impact unto you some spiritual gifts. To the end you may be established. That is, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith of you and me. Now, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I have proposed to come unto you, but was let either to, that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. Okay, I am indebted both to the Greeks and to the barbarians and to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. 16 and 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation. Never forget you are reading an old English. Because if you read from the new version <laughs> you are going to be exacted. What Paul is talking about here. Even from the verse 10 we started from. But let's see. He said it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. You know, it was uh, this week on Tuesday, the Lord began to show me the need to take a Bible study on those scriptures that start with the word daring and hearing. And we have more of those scriptures in First John. For instance, I think First John chapter 4, spare me the verse. Apostle John said, hearing is love. And when the word hearing or daring, it means you are direct, your attention is being directed to see something. So when Apostle Paul said in verse 17, he said, daring, that is inside of this mechanisms, inside of this strategy, inside of this scheme, is God's righteousness. God's dealing with man. God's decayusine. God as he is, God's nature, God's character, God's intention, God's art is revealed. So I don't want to care the number of the heads of religion we have. In the likes of Muhammad, in the likes of Bua, in the likes of every other person, Hindu, whatever religion we have. That is outside the gospel cannot assess God's mind for mankind. 
for in the gospel and the gospel alone is god's mind god's decay you see god's intention in making a man god's um expectation for a man god's demand for from a man what god wants a man to become is revealed and i like one version i think nlt or nit said that thing is predicated on faith from the beginning and faith to the end there is no inclusion of my own personal effort i have not added anything to it so it was god's plan well that's not what i'm saying no there are a lot of things to say from the scriptures from the father apostle Paul said look as much as it is in me is i want to preach the gospel for to those who are in asia also that tells me something that the expansion of god's work i mentioned this yesterday is determined not by god is determined by me if god determines that my environment to receive the gospel if i fail to take a part in it that reality may not come to pass for instance apostle Paul wanted to preach in asia the holy ghost forbade him they wanted to go to another place the holy ghost forbade him and the bible said that in the night vision a man stood before him in macedonia and the man called him come to macedonia we never knew who the man was but that was a vision and sensitive apostle Paul, when he waked out of that that sleep he said guys now we are going to macedonia I said, how do you know he said look a man appeared to me god wanted to do something in macedonia but he need he needed a man if paul was not willing that ghost will not reach macedonia and macedonian christians were one of those challenging christians look at what happened to cornelius as we met him in Acts chapter 10. he was a zealous person was given to prayers and maybe was a mighty man in scriptures but that man needs another man that will show him the way of the lord properly paul said as much as it is in me i will also so what are those things that god depends on you to do in your family in your lineage in your home in your community your workplace you are god's agent of change you know yesterday i thought on the vessel that is the power that is vested in the church the vested power and the bible said that he had put in us the manifold wisdom of god i said they want that power to be made known by us by the church that this god will never do if we don't do it and christ showed us that when he thought whatever you remit on earth can only be remitted in heaven so what if we leave it undone unattended to heaven leaves it on that unattended to so what are the issues in your life your finance your home that you are not satisfied with what are those things that are giving you edict that whenever you think of them you f- you feel so bad there are a lot of such such things in my life in my home situations are not palatable with but except you stand and put a stop to it like christ put a stop to that storm it will not stop as much as it depends on me i am ready what are you ready to do for the lord that's another thing to preach the gospel to those who are at rome and another thing i began to see is that what is your aspiration what drives you what do you long to do for god apostle said look he said i i aspire i have been longing either to the word either to means to this point like 
Samuel told Israel, he said, the place shall be called Ebenezer because Edato, this is the point at which the Lord had brought us. So Apostle said, Edato, that is, to this point I am longing but I have not been allowed. If God would not permit it just as he didn't, as he didn't permit David to build him a house to do certain things for him, it's understood. At least after all you aspired. At least after all you intended to do something. But the question remains, what is your aspiration for the kingdom? But you know, I've even taken the scriptures from the tail. I've not even taken it from the head. But we have to stop here. And we have to stop here. Because of the time. I would have liked, I would have loved to do an exegesis of verse 11. Where Paul said, I am longing to see you to impact onto you some special gift so that you can be established that scripture seems not to be correct can a church be established by gifts no it is the knowledge that establishes you not but what is apostle paul saying here when he said i want to impart spiritual gifts now you have got to understand that the word gift there is the greek word charis and charis means grace Hey, so Paul said, I want to bring you under another level, under another dimension of grace that you have not been exposed to. And when you see this grace, and never you forget what he wrote in Ephesians. He said, Look, everything you've come to benefit in Christ redemption, salvation, wisdom, prudence, everything together can be given a single word grace. Caris, in Romans chapter 5, he called it the gift of God. So when Paul said that I want to impact you with spiritual gifts, he's not saying, look, I want to lay hands on you so you can have the gift of healing. Or you can have the gift of faith. Or you can have the gift of prophecy. That was not what he was saying. He said, I want to teach you. I want to bring you into another influence. Never forget what Apostle Peter said. He said, grace can be multiplied by the knowledge. So when Paul said, I want to bring you into spiritual charisma, it means that I want to expose you to another level of wisdom. And when you come to that influence, you are established. To be established means to be firm, to be relaxed, to be calm. So it's not talking about, hey, I want to give you gifts. I want to pray for you. So there are truths we have got to know because it's the truth that established us. Thou we know the truth and the truth will make you free. In other words, we establish you. It's not gifts. It's not the Holy Ghost. There are people who are seeking the gift of the Holy Ghost. They received it and they lost the call. They lost keeping in touch with God. It's the knowledge. And that is why today I don't just call prayer meetings. I, we have to teach. You just say, me, by me, by me, by me, save me, save me. Hold. No, 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 no. That is, that is, that is, that is, that is inappropriate. Let's worship God this morning. Father, we thank you. We wish we can go further this morning, but we can't go further. Because if we should sit with this scripture, we have not even started the exegesis. We've not started the exegesis. Or we have not started the exegesis. But Lord, we have been able to raise some issues in the scriptures this morning. And I know they are pertinent issues. Help us, Father, that we aspire for nothing but for the kingdom. 
that will begin to yield to that which is driving us on a daily basis. That will begin to see that the gospel is all that you have in mind for man because it is God's means of saving man from any form of harassment, from every, any form of embarrassment, from any form of um, humiliation that the devil and his cohorts have subjected us to in the past. Therefore, we submit our will to you. We submit our hearts to you. Help us, Father, to understand you the more. Increase our knowledge. Help us to be a base. Apostle Paul said that we come to you, not just to impact you, but so that we can be impacted by mutual faith. And why they are mutual faith? Because Apostle Paul said that their faith have been spread abroad, have been announced, have been, have been commended. Lord, bring us to the point where our faith becomes the talk of the town until men are brought to you. This is our plea. Inflame our heart with passions to pray, passion to stay at the altar, passion to intercede, passion to be useful for you. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. By the grace of God, tomorrow I'm going to look at how and why God does what he does. You know, I've told you that we are going to learn a great deal from Romans. So we have seen that the gospel is God's plan. That we begin to see a contrary side of it. Where man had forsaken God, had neglected God. We never captivated or captured by what God is putting in place. And because of this, they brought themselves to judgment. Last week, I thought about the fact that God is not angry, that he has a system of justice. Maybe when we come to see that tomorrow, I will emphasize on what I meant by the, um, by the, by the um, legal system of God, the justice of God. He's not a bitter God. He does not just do things as he wants. So thank you once again. God bless you. Good morning.